tonight on Ship Chasing, another scintillating round of bids. We're also going to have our stat chasing bros, Dricko and Sam, swing by later to profile and spotlight one of our FFPC main event teams all tonight on Ship Chasing. Pat Fryer Helmo. <laughs> This is why I'm hot. Anita hand, hand job. Fix your sight. Jamar. Alpha play chase. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you Tony? You can't handle the heat. He looks like we're finally at this point. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. The piss boys are back. We can't even can't even get an interesting waiver wire week guys i mean i'm trying to come up with some enthusiasm this one's even worse than last week this is a bad waiver wire week there's like nothing there i didn't on a number of like dynasty teams and stuff i just like didn't put in waivers last night i i don't know what it what what's out there what's the prize there is no there is no prize there are no prizes I mean, it it does suck if you are, you know, oh and two and you're trying to like patchwork together um any production. I guess like when I looked at Paulson's rankings just to see like the best available, like the only two, and Darrell Williams is already long gone in most FFPC leagues. Um, but then Noah Brown, like Noah Brown's the like one guy that's gonna project decently this week that's available in a lot of leagues. But like all of our teams. Don't need no problem. Drake London and Garrett Wilson both hit and look like studs, and it's like uh, we got too many receivers. <laughs> Burks, Burks looks not far behind. Burks, Burks, Burks is, looks not far Burks behind. Burks is percolating. He's looking yeah. good. Yeah. Like, oh shit! Like, what? Everything came together this year, right? Like we got a lot of receivers. I heard Davis mention this on his podcast. Liam message uh, mentioning it too. Drafters too smart. What kind of waiver target could even emerge? Do you guys think that's true? That this year, no. so like I don't know know if I buy that. We haven't had any major I injuries. Know. I think there's a lot of guy. I so part of it. What I think is something we talked about in the off season is that the offenses are more spread out, more receiving weapons. There are guys that are available that are running a lot of routes and can put up scores, but like. It's flatter, I think, across some offenses to the extent that, like, it, a lot of guys just don't really matter, or you're just kind of playing spike week stuff. Like, they would be good best ball plays, but you don't ever, you're never going to feel comfortable playing them. Let me, let me play devil's advocate and take the Liam Davis side. With more teams being willing to go zero RB and anchor RB, that means more teams are using quote unquote luxury picks or extra roster draft spots on running back do we think it could have been an early run on the best waiver wire pickups just by having more zero rb drafters because if more people are drafting running back heavy they're not as interested in these fringe types that are normally then kicking around on the waiver yeah but i guess who was drafted this year that maybe like wouldn't have been drafted two years ago like are there guys that we think like would jeff wilson have not been drafted two years ago I feel like you would have. I don't know. If we're focusing purely on the running backs, I mean, I think part of the reason there's no interesting running backs on the waivers is there's no interesting running backs on the teams. Like, every True. fucking team sucks at running back. Like, what, what yeah. offense do you want to target the backup running back where the, the lead back is crushing? There's no – running backs don't matter in the 2022 <laughs> NFL. <laughs> and even the third running backs, and we were talking about Zach Moss in one of our group chats, you know, I would say, like, Zach Moss and – Boston Scott 
are on two of the most exciting offenses in football, and we can barely muster any excitement on a contingent basis. Like yeah. even if something happened to one of them, it's still hard to get excited. I kept about saying that guys. with the Eagles. I have a really bad bias against them right now. I'm I'm trying not to like be too negative on some of our co-manage teams because I don't see how any of their running backs ever matter. Like people keep bringing up Austin Scott to me, and I'm like, what's the point? He played 15 snaps last week. He's what's gonna get some point? touches. But, like, even if Miles Sanders goes down, <laughs> they're just going to use Trey Sermon like they used Jordan Howard last year. They're going to go Trey Sermon, Boston Scott, and Kenneth Gainwell. They're still going to have three backs playing, 15, 20 snaps. I mean, Sermon's going to get not a lot, but 15 snaps, you know. And then Scott's going to go up. But like, why would I be stoked about playing? And then Jalen Hurts ran for 150 yards and three touchdowns in the first two weeks. Why, like, why do I want a running back that's in a three-back committee on that offense? Well, because he won't be in a three-back committee if you ever start him, right? He, something will happen. We're not starting him now. It's I know. Contingent. I'm saying even if Sanders goes down, it's a new three-back committee because he just well, I mean, Sermon. He had – I'm looking at his box score last year, 8, 9, 10. He had 12 carries, 10 carries, 11 carries. He scored 18 points, 4 points, and 12.5 points. Uh, and then 12, 16, 17 – he had 14 points, 10 points, 24 points. Okay, but how much of that is, is it just kind of touchdown or bust there when you're seeing those points? Oh, like entirely. Yeah, entirely. <laughs> but like, I mean, but the, what, this is the play. Like we're yeah. getting a guy who – So running backs know. are tight ends now. It's touchdown <laughs> yeah, running backs are tight ends now. <laughs> well, it, I, I would say in general when we – when the bids locked last week and people were sending over the final bid reports, it was like, okay, well, people are just bored and want to blast off because some yeah, of those yeah, prices. Yeah. I'm wondering if that course corrects this week and people are going to – or are we going to see you know, $280 on Noah Brown? They're going to blast off? People are definitely still bored, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now, I guess – I think there's some – I don't know. Now maybe I'm like, should we be bidding on some of these guys? Because I'm trying to think through the mindset of like, who could be the guy that we get super excited about to bid for in the future? I'm gonna actually float a guy in the private chat that maybe maybe we should do some bid some uh one dollar bids on. I I mean, I, to the extent that this is a thought or is accurate, I mean, the the reality is that the 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 bids are thin, right? The waiver wire feels thin. There's not these great options. I think that puts an emphasis on what Pat's saying, this private chat stuff. And it's, it's not good TV here, but like it's probably guys you don't really want to talk about a ton because they're, they're people you might want to try to get onto rosters a couple of weeks early. I think it puts an emphasis on trying to get guys before stuff happens. And if we're out here talking about it every single week, then we're not going to be able to necessarily do that. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I think you probably do want to try to be early on players that you think and I've been talking about this way too much lately on like stealing bananas and stuff, but the, the whole EV equation, there's the, you know, the probability of something hitting and then the payoff if it hits. I think we focus a lot on the probability of it hitting sometimes. I think the payoff matters so much more. Focusing on the payoff side weeks early is going to become, you know, the, the thing that you want to do, right? That, yeah. We kind of talked about that with like keeping Ronald Jones in some leagues, even though he's done nothing. The payoff for Ronald Jones is still high if there's chaos in the Kansas City backfield, right? Yeah. One other thing, I know a lot of people are in this spot. Uh, Will says my bids are just my Trey Lance replacements. Obviously, uh, a lot of ship chasers are uh, trying to replace Trey Lance. On like a macro perspective, I mean, the Trey Lance owner is really the only one in the league that's hard up 
for a quarterback. I assume the, I guess the Dak Prescott guy might not have figured it out quite yet, but I'm just even wondering how competitive this QB market is going to be there. Cause everyone else is probably pretty good. Like we could go through a league and most of these teams have two quarterbacks or one really solid quarterback already. Yeah. And I, I was thinking like, Oh, Mariota's here in this league. Like maybe we should price enforce a little bit. And then it's like, ah, eh, I'd rather just churn it for a running back. So like, I don't know, maybe there'll be some people that feel differently and they'll, they'll scoop Mariota uh, knowing there's a team that could really use them. But I don't know, like Mariota's maybe not that much better than some of these other quarterbacks out there. So but you like might just be shooting look, yourself in the foot. Look at this as this an example of one here. Uh, these teams. I'll I'll read off these pairings. Cousins and Stafford, they're fine. Rogers and Burrow, fine. Allen and Carr, mega fine. Jackson, fine. Mariota and Lance, who could that be? Uh Brady and Winston, <laughs> fine. Kyler, fine. Teams. Winston, Dak. Okay, so you plugged Dak with Wentz. Fine. Mahomes, fine. Wilson and Fields, you're fine, but you don't feel fine. Tua and Hurts, smash. Herbert and Lawrence. Like, who's going hard after quarterbacks here? Wilson and Fields team, probably. But, yeah. Point yeah, I don't even – yeah. Wentz and Dak. Sure, maybe he drops one. Fields. Maybe Fields is our quarterback in that league. He <laughs> <laughs> just aren't, can't bid on him yet. But, Chua yeah. Tua is still do. available in some leagues, and I think he should be picked up. Two is available. Heavily. I've seen him in a couple. Yeah. Wow. Let me yeah, see I was getting, I was getting two of questions. I man, some of these questions I get on SiriusXM. He's like, I have Derek Carr, but uh, Joe Burrow and Tua are both on the waiver. Should I pick? I'm like, <laughs> what? What is going on in these leagues? He said it was a 12 Pearson league. I mean, these guys playing some fucking wild leagues. Um, <laughs> fix your league. <laughs> fix your, fix league. your league. <laughs> Burrow uh, on waivers. When did Joe Burrow go to waivers? It's, uh, dude, it's just, we're entering week three. There's, there's no explanation. There's no explanation. Uh, ball is life. Sitting here realizing how addicted I am to fantasy. I would. I safe to say if you're watching this show on a Wednesday evening while the Survivor debut is going on, yes, you are addicted to fantasy right I now. mean, if I wasn't doing this, one of the things that I would definitely not be doing is watching the Survivor <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say not watching this show. Uh, no, but... the, uh, of the maybe 100 things I can think of, or if I was making a list, Survivor premieres somewhere towards the I will not let you slander Survivor. Survivor is excellent television. It's I feel one of the like few things of I everyone watch. I know, there are people that have watched all of Survivor, and that's why it's still on. And there's people that, have, that are just diehards that have watched like 30. How many seasons have that? 30, 50, 70? And then there's people that are just like, I, I thought Survivor was a thing 20 years ago. It's still, like it still holds up. It's a, it's a sociology uh, experiment every season. But I, I digress. Ryan <laughs> says he has kind of hacked the rules though that they know that they know what the rules are. No, like, they, they know change kind of the... it up. There's wrinkles and curveballs, Karain. All right, let's talk uh, Survivor strategy for let's the give next jo- let's minutes. Give Josh a shout out here who who did <laughs> commented fix your league mates. <laughs> yeah thanks your league base did you guys see in the discord i was battling with costco support the other day and they told me like i did something on the app and then i needed to do it on the website and they're like it takes two full days for what you do on the app to sync to no. your same account on the desktop no. and they go i was like i started laughing and then they go is there anything else we could help you with it i go yeah fix your site uh, <laughs> <laughs> they dropped the mic it got out of there um Wow. But going back to this question from Ryan, I mean, we did get the Andy Reid quote. Uh, I don't know if it was today or yesterday where he said he's going to be getting more and more work 
each week. Are we buying it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think he's worth 25%. I think he's probably worth 40, but I don't know how much you need to pay for him because he hasn't done anything. But I, my write up in Ceiling Signals, I talked about, I thought MV, I mean, first of all, that can we talk about the Amazon Prime all 22 with the next gen stats? That was like the cool, I've talked about this a lot too on different shows. If you listen to me, sorry that I keep doing it, but they like reinvented broadcast. That was the best broadcast I've ever seen. That was awesome. If anyone didn't see it, it's an alternate one. It's just like the all 22 live. You can see the routes and everything. And they were throwing up stats like Mike Williams has run this many hitches and he's caught five of his first seven. Really? So this is, this is Amazon? Yeah. I Thursday night. It. They have like the Thursday night package. You know, they brought over Al Michaels. Yeah, yeah. So Thursday night games are going to be fun this year. Okay. Um, nice. Except tomorrow night. 38.5 over under. Mitch Trubisky. Well, versus look, we can watch how open <laughs> all the Steelers receivers are when Mitch Trubisky takes another sack, right? So Yeah, that's true. But I, am, uh, I thought MVS was not very good, uh, you know, getting open. I thought when, when Mahomes was throwing to him, he was not very competitive at the catch point. I thought he looked bad. Doesn't mean he is bad, but they've got him in like a little bit of a different role. And that's been talked up as a good thing that he's running different routes. I don't think he's fit for it, basically. Juju looked bad. I was super in on Juju after week one. Three targets, 1.3 A dot, four air yards. They were all drag routes. Yeah, but he was good in 2018, Ben. Don't forget. I know, but he looked like the 2020, 2019, 2020 version uh, on Thursday night. I think if you watch that game, you see Justin Watson wind up getting deep for the touchdown. But you, you like, Miko Hardman's their most consistent route runner. In, and that would have been Hardman running that route. Remember, he came out, he like hurt his heel yeah. or something. And then he came out in the very next play. Watson comes in and scores. But, like, just on, like, intermediate routes, Hardman's the guy getting open the most. And you're like, this is the least consistent player in the league that looks like their most consistent player. I, I, I think it's, as far as the Sky Moore thing, I think what we've seen from the Kansas City receivers isn't, like, it's all over. But it, it is very clear that it's – the the pathway is there if Sky Moore's good. And, and I mean, they didn't use more in, the, in week two because it's a short week. He's a rookie. We know rookies can come on slow. Reed coming out and saying the thing that we've been saying – about the, how rookies need to ramp up basically four years. Like they got to learn the playbook a little bit. They got to practice more, whatever. Sometimes it takes into the season in their first year. Reed's coming out and saying, look, we, we're going to scale him up throughout the year. That's the plan with him. But they need him. Like he has more juice. That, like we just saw the Titans do with Traylon Burks and we too and go, hey, you know, NWI and uh, and Robert Woods both earned two targets on a ton of routes in week one. We need Traylon Burks to start and run routes because otherwise like, we can't get Derrick Henry running lanes. We can't do anything unless we have uh, an actual explosive receiver on the field. Titans did it really quick with Burks. I think it's going to take a little longer with the Chiefs. They have a Me lot too. of money and, and you know stuff in the MVS and Juju baskets. But what we're seeing from them on the field, I think long-term, it still looks like things are going to pan out for more. And then once he plays, I mean, as long as he's decent – like you're you're playing with Patrick Mahomes, so anyway, he just looks like a guy that you stash, you hold. If he's getting cut, you pick up and you hold. You definitely pick him up. I mean, there's no guarantees. Obviously, he could get out there and be bad. Like there, you know, yeah. maybe there's a reason we haven't seen him yet. He could get out there and we're like, oh no, he's bad. But like you just, I would so so much rather have the mm-hmm. Traylon Burks profile that we've gotten so far than the Jahan Dotson profile that we have so far. Like those to me are like the Jahan Dotson one is like flashing red lights of like 11% target share. It's not, it's not good. 
it's not good. He's out there for like every route already, which is which is a good sign that he's earned that role. That's good. But like he's not getting targets. They're throwing a ton to Curtis Samuel. Carson Wentz has actually been efficient, which I feel like is not going to last. So it's like everything I, I feel like the offense is probably gonna get worse. And you now you're you need him to show target earning ability. He hasn't shown through two weeks. So it's not like he's dust or anything, but I just that's like how I think about this stuff. Like I want, you know, Garrett Wilson like five times better than Jahan Dotson right now. Like oh, the, what he's yeah, done is for sure. It's just so so another hard. guy, just so just so I don't sound like such a homer with Sky. Romeo Dobbs is really funny to look at Green Bay on the bottom of this chart uh, from Sam, where we have uh, AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, and Romeo Dobbs. <laughs> and Romeo Dobbs actually got his role scaled back in week two. But Dobbs is a guy that I wouldn't say is as clear as Sky because they're using Christian Watson just as much. Watson actually lost more routes from week one to two than Dobbs did with Lazard coming back week one. Watson was a little ahead of Dobbs. Uh, week two, Watson was a little behind Dobbs, which is, I think, a slight positive for Dobbs. But they're using so much of the, the veterans and they're rotating so much. And there's another rookie there, but the path to Dobbs being like a, a full-time player and kind of being like the guy. And, and obviously Rogers likes Lazard. It seems a little tighter right now. And I'm not as thrilled, even though I, I still see a payoff for him. Uh, obviously really like the guy, the player really like the talent. Think he's looked good. He's so funny that he's on this chart, even though he's not run enough routes than that. I think he should, but uh, yeah, just to like a compare and contrast with the Sky thing. I'm not just like saying that about Sky because I'm you know in on Sky. Like I legit think Sky Moore is like one of the best stashes at wide receiver you can have. Yeah, and I, I did pull up this chart that Sam put together, combined target share of the top three players on each team. Some of them feel a little so small sample noisy, but I do think the reason I brought it up is just you look at this, Kelsey 21.9%, Juju 15%. Uh, MBS 15%. Like this, this team is just begging for somebody to emerge as the number two here. If anything, what's happened these past couple of weeks has been very encouraging for Sky. Like no one has run away with this number two job. And now Andy Reid's out here saying, we got to get the rookie more involved. Yeah. We also like it is very hard to remember this while like now we're in the thick of it. There's been two weeks of football. Like it feels like we're, we're really in the season now. But like, no one cares what these rookies did for the vast majority of cases in week two of the 2021 season. Like when we look back at like what rookies mattered last year, like what happened in week two is basically completely irrelevant. I mean, you occasionally we'll find guys who just break out immediately and are superstars and they just crush the whole season like Justin Jefferson did. But, you know, for the most part, we're looking more like what kind of Amon Ross St. Brown did where he just like catches yeah. fire at the end of the season. And, and it's so – yeah, it's, it's hard to keep that in mind when you're watching Garrett Wilson look like he's going to be Justin Jefferson. You're watching right. Drake London look like he's going to be Justin Jefferson. But that's exactly the point is, like, keep that in mind with Sky. How funny – the guys in the chat are talking about how Allen Robinson's not on the Rams one. But how funny is it that the first two guys go that far and they're, like, scoronic? They're still the top team, even though one of their top three guys is that little. And then can we talk about the Dolphins? Like – Look how big uh, they're like six there. How big Tyreek so and, and Jalen Waddle are, dude. Their offense. I got asked on a pod guest spot today uh, with Justin Boone about my biggest signal of the year so far with the you know the signals and the noise. I said the Dolphins' passing game. I think it's been awesome. The very yeah. high pass rate over expected, but also it's like the Shanahan stuff where they're scheming them in the space. He's getting the ball to the guys he wants to get the ball to in space to run. 
I mean, there was some. And Tua blows. is really accurate. That's something yeah. I I talked about before the season. I was like saying, you know, he's got upside to be a more accurate version of Jimmy Garoppolo, and I feel like I undersold it. Like he's yeah, he completed a lot of passes last year. He was way up there in, in completion percentage last year. Yeah, and he didn't have you know obviously Tyreek on the team, and he was sixty nine point seven percent. He's oh, got no. the same Jimmy stuff where it's like he's going to miss some guys downfield or underthrow them or whatever. Like he's not, he's his arm isn't amazing, but like he is very accurate in the kind of short yeah. intermediate areas, which which is what this offense well. is like basically predicated on now. I mean, there's yeah. there was some downfield stuff. Tyreek had two downfield TDs, but I mean, some of the breakdowns I saw in their passing game where they're doing some stuff to run Tyreek and then waddle underneath to get waddle into space on one of his long catches. I mean, it's just. It's it look like they defenses might figure out this offense a little bit as well. I mean, we've seen sort of like they ultimately become thought of as like gimmicky offenses, like the Chip Kelly stuff worked really well at first, and then it was like, oh, but it's the same play every single time, and defenses figured it out. I don't know that Mike McDaniel has just like broken the NFL. There is a possibility though that from an efficiency standpoint, he's sort of the next young hot head coach that is the scheming stuff up but so this well. isn't just scheme waddle and tyree oh, hill are like the fastest guys on the field right. like you know if he was doing this with you know i don't know like richie james or something we'd be like yeah, i don't think this is gonna last but he's doing it with with superstars so i, yeah. I do think that you know what if he gets exposed it'll probably be because he goes like you know McDaniel's in Denver and, and it's like, I know I'm better than all of you. And, you know, gets rid yeah. of these guys and stuff. And then, yeah. but I mean, like as for as long as he has elite talents in these roles, I mean, I, I think, I think well, it's, it's somewhat sustainable. Not it, like it goes hand in hand. I agree with you that, that obviously the talent is massive, but what I think is so amazing about what the Dolphins are doing is it is everything that we talked about with the Shanahan passing game, where they're able to always get the ball into good players hands in space for like lots of yak. But all of that felt like it was built off of the misdirection in the run game. They're always motioning pre-snap. And then they're doing play action. They're doing a lot of things. And, and he's doing it in Miami with the really high pass rate. It's like he's still yeah. still drawing up yeah. route concepts that get them into space. But by throwing every down, without having to use the misdirection and all this stuff, they're still motioning a ton. They're still using misdirection and all that. But not like not needing to like build off the run game to do it. Wasn't well, this kind of what Shanahan did in – Atlanta, maybe they were past. They were actually past every yeah. team when he was with Atlanta. Matt Ryan won MVP. Like this system can work with passing. Like I, I think I, I think because of Garoppolo and his limitations, they've gone so run heavy. While with the 49ers, and maybe I don't know. Maybe they feel better about their defense or whatever, whatever the case may be. But we have seen this offense actually work quite well with a, a focus around the pass. What what the other just hilarious things on this chart? ESB leading the Bears in target share is hilarious. Scotty Miller <laughs> leading Relegate. the Bucks right now <laughs> is absurd. Well, I mean, it looks like he's done not not just games played, but combined targets. So the Scotty Miller thing is just no other receivers played two full games. My guess yeah. has got got injected. <laughs> uh, That's what Scotty Miller does for you. He plays all the games. He plays games. <laughs> The ESB thing. Can we just relegate the Bears? Like they threw twenty-eight oh, passes in two games combined. No one else had a single game through weeks one or two with fewer than twenty passes in in one game. They combined for twenty-eight passes in the first two weeks. They're they they're doing? bad. 
Luke Getze is their guy, right? My God, it's it's so bad. It's like a joke. He's like the Bears are skewing all my numbers, like for pass rate or expected against and stuff. I'm like, oh, you played the Bears. It's all fucked up now. Yeah, it's so frustrating. Like no offense should operate like this. Like they were getting smoked by the Packers and they just refused to pass. Like they are playing not to get embarrassed. They have no interest in trying to win. Yeah. Uh... New sports fan says maybe we should pump the brakes on Miami Ravens had no secondary. They played the Patriots who basically try to slow down every game possible over the years. And they had the highest pass rate over expectation while also having a lead the entire game. Like this is signal that we need to take in and account yeah. going forward. They've showed us in all game scripts now that they are going to have their feet on the gas. Yeah. That's the cool thing. The Dolphins you're talking about, right? The Dolphins. The Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. 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 They trailed uh against the ravens they led against the the patriots they had massive pass rate over expected to the positive on in both scenarios i mean yeah that's exactly right this is just so it, it's yeah. it's so bullish it's it's awesome it's it's, and it's it's a fantasy wet dream like to have it that concentrated yeah. you know we're not getting the friend i guess we'll get the occasional durham Smythe, but like outside of that like this is so concentrated well and it's so right funny because tyrick and model were both so high in adp and we're like can they both get there it's really kind of tough to see two was late and at points in the offseason we talked okay well maybe two was undervalued but we don't want to do that old thing we're like oh if you have two receivers this high that means you have to have the qb higher but that can be true when like what's happened is you I think both Tyreek and Waddle were <laughs> underranked. Both Tyreek and Waddle yeah. are like they should be top ten receivers, both of them now, which is like you know, they're I didn't expect the Dolphins to be the team to have two top ten receivers, you know, after two weeks. I do wonder if this cools off a little bit because the, the Bills defense is so good. Like they're crazy good. And they they don't blitz. They I think they have the lowest uh, blitz rate in the NFL. They're blitzing on like less than five percent of snaps but they have a really high pressure rate a really high quick pressure rate getting to the quarterback in 2.5 seconds or less their pass rush is graded really well so like they're kind of in the perfect position where they're bringing four like every down and they're still getting the passer and then they're they're dropping everyone back in coverage their coverage has been really good so i could see the dolphins struggling this week i still think like waddle and and Hill, because they have all the volume consolidated to them, are still awesome plays. But I do wonder if maybe the Dolphins aren't ready to to handle the Bills, and then people decide that you know it was basically one big game against the Ravens, which I which I think if you know for whatever resurrection or market based games, you gotta you gotta ride out a loss to the Bills. Yeah, the Bills game is gonna be a really telling game. I, that's that's one of my most anticipated games of Week Three, just from a Big picture, season long. What's the story of 2022 perspective? I'm, I'm really interested to see how they play in that game. This is actually an interesting comment that I hadn't really thought hmm. about. Dr. Evil says Cedric Wilson contingent value if that thesis plays out and something happened to one of these guys. I could see that. I could see it. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be nearly as fun because Waddle's right. taking slants and going to the house. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I would imagine targets consolidate to to him. I like it. Uh, I like that too. Yeah. He'd be like it's. It would be pretty analogous, probably to Tyler Boyd, right? Um, yeah. With less of a standalone role. And but, Wilson's yeah. a, a good player. Good. I mean, Pat, you great prospect at Boise State, right? I mean, like had he's like for, for I believe a day three guy, but yeah. like for with that profile, guy. not a shock that he stuck around and, and got right the same and was pretty good with Dallas. They paid him a lot of money. I, I think like he's 
you know, right in the age range where he could have, you know, it would be considered his prime, if you will. Like he could have a good stretch. Maybe he's not going to be a great player forever, but you could see a contingency base. Like what if those guys goes down? Cedric Wilson has six, eight games. And, you know, like remember, I don't know why this is popping in my head, but remember when Drew Bennett for the Titans had those three games that were just like, anybody remember this from, I don't know, 2006 or something? Yeah, Drew Bennett. Yeah. Yeah. He had three just monster games. Never did anything else the rest of his career. Like that. Like he, it, it, it could happen. I wanted. By the way, I saw you... a Gasicki comment um, saying targets would consolidate to him. I, I don't think so. I think that I was think literally Gesicki. 2004. I just pulled <laughs> eight <laughs> yeah, touchdowns, 120 plus yards in in three straight games. Three TDs, three TDs, two TDs over a three game span. Had a 12 catch game. 233 yards, 13 catch, 160 yard game, just randomly. Never did anything else the rest of his career. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, one name I wanted to float by you guys that I haven't seen discussed a lot, led the Ravens in snaps, JK Dobbins week to week. Is there any love for our old flame, Justice Hill, or is he just bad? I, I know there's bad. the clip of him having the giant hole and he didn't run through it. And all the film bros were yeah. like, he sucks. And I'm like, whatever, but <laughs> I don't know, man. It's sort of hard to overlook that clip for me. <laughs> you guys I'm are like, all this... film bros now. Is Ben's there... jerking off, off to the all 22. Pat's yeah. watching the tape. God yeah. damn it. Well, look, I mean, we're talking about a guy I'm a who man. had uh, 36% of the snaps last week. So like he needs to be good. He has to be good to get more playing time. Also, J.K. Dobbins will eventually play. Like, I don't know. I'm like, that doesn't seem like a guy who's going to get a lot more work this week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Can I Can I make a, a, a Zap Ruder film case? Okay. Was that run that terrible? <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you. Here we go. Because <laughs> he's, he's moving right to left, and he starts to kind of cut up field, and the DB has leverage to the inside of the field. I think if he goes in that gap, the DB's like 15 yards downfield, and is it isn't contacted on the block at all. And I think gets him and he gets more yards, but I don't think he's gone or anything. I think the DB cuts him off. So he was trying yeah, to run behind his gone. blocks. I think when he tried to run behind his blocks, he yeah, blocks 20 yards away on the sideline. What is he? Just go straight. You don't need to find that block. So wait, the go, block is going to take you six when he comes to the screen. Cause we don't get to see the DB, but the DB is not even engaged. Just when he comes run forward. Screen. Look at DB can get there. At oh the my 30. God. <laughs> And then he, then he goes out of bounds. Right That's the worst. I'm sorry, audio listeners. So for the audio listeners, Justice Hill just DB keeps going to the side. Keeps, dude, dude, that is a hor- horrible run. That is yeah. a horrible it's run. It's not a good run. It's not a good run. It's horrible. I mean, look, he, he he's actually had another block. He's Pat. He's following He has blockers. another block. What's the tight end? The tight end goes out or it's a guard or something. Two, guys. The <laughs> yeah, the tight end, number 70 pulls and sets up a block. He goes, he scores. He straight up scores if he just goes straight down the field. Scoring. Yes, he is. No, yes, he I don't is. think he's scoring. He's not yes, scoring. If he, if he went, that if DB he, is leaning. He, he blew it. <laughs> that DB is he blew leaning. it, dude. He blew it so <laughs> We're hard. all film grinders now. One more time. Oh, God. <laughs> that's that's just terrible. I love this. We're we're going in reverse. I love Jason's comment. Like- Jesus Christ, <laughs> what are you seeing? I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just, just, just right here. If he goes straight right here, he's got a block right up the middle. He needs to m- make this safety beat. Like, and and Andrews, by the way, would probably block him. He he's gone. He's I gone. Love, 
I just realized how fun it is to be a film bro. You just like toggle your hand going back and forth, just analyzing every step. I mean, this is incredible. This so, was the cut so, right here. Well, his footwork's right? all off here. His okay, footwork's so, completely uh, off. All right. He said his, he he said his base up wrong. Why? Didn't have... Can you oh. see? He, he did like a head nod to the inside yes, and then back out. Who is he faking out? Why is He's he juking cut? someone who doesn't exist. Fake <laughs> out and cut in. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. God. That's bad luck. This is a That's bad a look, bad right? Look, look there's look. literally nothing, nothing at all in front of him, right, and he cuts away from it. <laughs> all right, all right. It was too painful. Anyway, I'm throwing a enough. couple bucks. Well, no, the other enough. cut's worse. Pull it back up. I'm sorry. you got to get to where he gets to his blockers. <laughs> and ben, ben, I'm sorry, I'm, dude. This even take worse. is dead. <laughs> what do you want, Gretch? Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> keep going. It's already over. So now he's behind. It's two on two. He's look behind two blockers. So like, look at he gave yeah. up to get this. But look, he's behind two blockers. It's two on two. Maybe try to like cut through them. And he's like, yeah. Sure. I'm saying even at this point, he like trips over himself, runs into Bateman, and then runs he out could. of bounds. Is, oh, what it is does he look like he's going to go here? in between. Just go. 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 Just go. 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 Or he could cut back inside at this yeah, point. There's back. nothing there. Oh, cut back. This is where no. it's really bad. What what are you doing? Oh, oh you no! Doing? Runs into Bateman. <laughs> Runs into Bateman. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I it's take so my bad. back. He's right. he's Let, bad. He's bad. Let's talk about uh, Chris Olave real quick. Someone asked about him earlier. Um, the if we look at air yard share, I want to kind of get because we don't really have much Olave. Mm -mm. Um, I want to see how nervous you guys are. Air yard share leaders through two weeks. A.J. Brown, 50%. Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Kyler Lockett all at 46%. Cortland Sutton, 45%. Stefan Diggs and Chris Olave at 44%. Seems, I would be worried if the, the guy that we were passing on him to draft wasn't Garrett Wilson, which was <laughs> the case. So he finally might have gotten the Justin Jefferson. Well, some of it was Sky Moore. We did take Sky Moore over him. That's true. I still well, I mean, is this a bad take? I still think I'd rather have Sky Moore the way our teams are constructed. Than Garrett Wilson? No, 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 no. Than Olave. Than Olave. Yeah. No, no. I would, Garrett I would Wilson. Think. I yeah. I wrote about that a little bit in Cincinnati. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I think the massive number of air yards was a little inflated. Just kind of prayer yards. James Winston, not actually a good deep ball thrower. He gets the air Jameis stuff, but He's good in the intermediate and deep intermediate range. He's actually gets like below average above like 30 plus yards of air yards. He's like the only quarterback that ever tanked Deshaun Jackson's uh, efficiency. Just like not actually that great on, on the go routes basically. Uh, and he like, they weren't close. Everyone's looking at the air yards. Like go back and look at the bombs. Like a lot of them weren't close. He threw a pick on one. Ian Harditz has a good tweet on it. Finally hit him. Did, does he, about how bad they were? Yeah. A good okay. prayer yard compilation on Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, Somebody go watch that. That's, that's, uh, I mean, not to say that Olave didn't do anything good. It, like, it was obviously great and, and he had a good game, but like they're trailing and they were just like chucking it up and praying. Like it was like Denzel Mims all over again. Well, my um, thing, Pat, like there's just, I mean, he's going to have some big weeks, right? No one's denying that. But it's just like, will you ever feel good about consistently starting Olave this year? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I guess that is the concern. I don't, you know, if he gets, I mean, he might have contingent value in a sense, right? Like if Michael Thomas tweaks the ankle again. I mean, he's already got – I guess what I would say is we were talking about, uh, you know, the role for Burks and the role for um, 
the role for Garrett Wilson being so impressive. And Olave is flashing a different version of that because it's more about a ton of air yards than a super high target rate. But like his target that, rate's pretty good. First one, it kind of had a step. That, that's just that a one throw was out, out of bounds. bounds. Yeah. We are a this one is double now. covered. It's picked off. Like maybe you can fit that, but uh, I mean, this, this is the correct prayer. answer. It's a straight <laughs> prayer. <laughs> Liam can only think about week 17 down 50 week 17 for a mill in the main. You start Olave, not over I mean, Garrett Wilson, but yeah, he's very tightly it. covered on that. Like they were just like, we're chucking it to him. Even if there's a guy in phase with them, and then Ooh, that was the first, that one was nice. Catch. Yeah. Then he, fumbled. Oh, that's the fumble. <laughs> that's, yeah, the yeah, fumble. Yeah. that's the one catch. Yeah. That's the one catch. Oh God. <laughs> DB's running right with him, stride for stride on a lot of them. Still, he's getting targeted on 22% of his routes. That's that alone is good. I need the Benny Hill music. This is the best one. Like he's trying to catch it too. It's just like, oh man. Uh, Um, all right, we got eight minutes. Any other uh any bids we should release? Someone want me to release a kicker bid? Who do yeah, we got go ahead and release kicker bid. Yeah, we, we talked a lot. Did we about make any DST kicker bids? bids this week? Talk talk about our DST bids. I did take no. a I did take a take a peek. I think I took a take a peek on. Uh, I think we're taking Katie. a take a peek on like Harrison Bryant in one league. It's getting it's getting rough. Oh, I think we should take a peek on Cade York. You know, like see what he does tomorrow <laughs> yeah, night. You can always throw him back. <laughs> <laughs> you don't start. That would be such a funny bit. Is if you always took a peek on the kicker and then <laughs> threw him back. I mean, it would have actually been a decent strategy for the very first Thursday night game, but it would be a great bit. To it doesn't continue. work. I just can't. I can't stop taking a peek on these kickers. <laughs> You don't start. Um, you just you just take a peek and then toss them back. You know, like we don't have a ton of kicker bids because we had some Matt Gay, we got some Greg Joseph, we got some Tyler Bass. I mean, I hate to say it, guys, but we just drafted some good fucking kickers. I don't know what you guys want me to tell you. Roll we are flip. picking up some defenses this week, though. Our defenses did not look good across the board. Oh, you audience yourself, would be Pat. would be better off with kickers if they were watching kicker chasing at three eight. Easter every every week back. I'll I'll accept this challenge, Sam. I took a take a peek. 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 You turned Irish at some point. And I also think you said that six times. I well, I wasn't sure until I was like, I'm gonna give a bonus one for the fans. That was for the YouTube members. Got That was just for the listeners. You know. A little listener service. You know, you guys have gotten forgotten the past couple weeks since draft season. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate that. <laughs> Any other challenges from the chat? No, actually not. Um, who, who wants a bid? Name a player, and I'll tell you how much we bid on him. This is where Ben and Pat get You got to stop doing this at 9.54. <laughs> it's so early. Six more minutes. This is supposed to be a nine fifty nine bit. You're like slowly the whole Noah Brown. Noah Brown. We put a bit on him somewhere. Did we? I, I don't know if we have a single dollars. like six six dollars. It was six dollars. We snuck him onto our Penta uh, lineup last week uh, for a buck or something, right? Didn't we get it? We got ahead of this. Peyton Hendershot. This is what. This is how you get new YouTube members. You say I took. I take a took a peek. Six times. <laughs> Take a, took a peek. 
<laughs> Welcome, Dylan. Plenty more of the tongue twisters in the Discord. Alamede Zacchaeus. We did not bet on this week. Oh, man. I, this I is feel how you like can tell, like, people are throwing out people we're not even bidding on. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a weak week, man. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah there are not have people that they like are excited to know about. There's, you're right. I did just find the Noah Brown bid that Marlon you gave Mack. up, Ben. I didn't say that we bid six dollars. You did, and I that did. was true. That was on me. Yeah, because I really don't care if we get Noah Brown. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll show you our. Our team with Davis. I'm not going to show you the bid. Daryl, Juwan Johnson, Uncle Andy. Where were you last week, buddy? Yeah, Juwan Johnson's already on the squad. I mean, I was trying to tell Pat all last week that Juwan Johnson, very good. Obviously, I was right about that. Oh, <laughs> you're in on him now? I love it. No, oh, he, right. he looked good, man. He looked okay. good. Ben's in. So I didn't know if you were in because, like, he did kind of what he did the week before. So yeah, was like, it wasn't great, but I actually think like a second week of a solid target share and getting seven targets and getting another 20-yard catch like kind of confirms what the, the role is, like yeah. what your thesis was, right? Yeah. There's upside there. It's not great, but like he's worth rostering for sure. For sure, yeah. So I have our, our team with Davis pulled up, and I mean, this is, as they would say, a, a 2v2 away from winning all the money. But I mean, we got Trey Lance and Derrick Henry on this team the fucking Justin Jefferson, Amon Ra, T. Higgins, Darren Waller, Drake London. Fuck I mean, Traylon Burks. I mean, this team is so sick. Did and you took Derrick Henry in the second? The worst part. <laughs> I mean, so I was actually telling Sean about this team today because I was so excited about it. And his response was, and this is actually great, that this might play out for us well because our team's so good. We might be able to get Derrick Henry through to the postseason on a As team. the only one yes. that got there. We might have a, a potential for a Derrick Henry smash as a very low-owned Derrick Henry, which is, I think, a really positive spin on what we're looking at here. The thing about the Trey Lance, though, is this draft, we took Trey Lance 704. I want to go back and watch it. I want to see how mad we were. But Kyler Murray went 702. Jalen Hurts went 703. We took Trey we Lance must, 704. We must have misplayed it, right? Because we probably – thought we could push quarterback and then we got the last of the tier or, or a tier down really well we took drake london in the sixth so i'm kind of glad if we missed oh, yeah, it, I'm, glad, I'm glad we misplayed it but yeah yeah Kyler, I, think, I think we do that again yeah yeah for sure I, I we were probably like well we'll get lance if both kyler and hurts go and then they both went 702 703 you're right we took oh i mean i don't know when we were supposed to get a quarterback because we went justin jefferson Derrick Henry, maybe we should have taken uh, Josh Allen there. <laughs> T. Higgins, Darren Waller, Amon Ross St. Brown, Drake London. Um, great draft. Great draft. Four spot. And we we all really liked it. Remember we were trying to say, like, what was our pick that we least liked? I was, like, mad about Zabir White. But, like, everything else on this draft was, like, was great. You know, there was nothing I mean, that we could really say we didn't like. Who were who were we gonna take if we didn't take Derrick Henry? Did we even have that conversation? Because Davis yeah, I was, was pushing adamant for Javante. Remember, you were pushing for Javante. Davis was adamant he didn't want to take T in the second. Did any of us float Tyreek? I could I tell you was- you were like you had sort of quietly you you'd said like we're taking Henry here. Or it's a smash. We're taking Henry or something if he falls. So I kind of knew I was like, but I was it was an uphill battle with you and Davis. 
being firmly Henry. So I don't think I pounded the table. I was just sort of resigning myself to taking Derek. Doc, Doc, we're very well aware that Tyreek Hill is who we should have taken. We're talking about who we actually were. were you guys realize the first two weeks has really played into the Javante Williams RB1 thesis, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's been, I've been, as someone who wanted to be on a Javante and then was like, I don't know if he necessarily has the upside. <laughs> He has the upside. <laughs> He's looked like it, and the other guys don't look so good that like you need like a twenty-seven point per game season, right? He could be twenty-two points per game and be the guy. Yeah. yeah. You know what that he also could... reminds me of? Similar, like surprising number of targets, and who I would be happy to even draft slightly more aggressively is Brees Hall. Like Brees Hall yeah. getting this much early. I thought he was going to be buried what? for like four to five weeks. What was the bullshit with he him is... losing all those routes this week? He is buried in a weird way, but he's he's like been so good that it doesn't matter. He's getting well, targeted issue, at a super high rate. Well, he got Ty 10 Johnson targets in week one, right and then now. his routes got cut for like no good reason. And Ty, Ty Johnson, Johnson. Ty Johnson is just a scourge. What the fuck right. is Ty Johnson cucking Brees Hall for? Um, uh, shit. I mean, he's, been, about to... he's been so good. Brees Hall. Brees Hall, 26 routes, 10 targets week one. Seven routes in week two. He only got one target. He scored a touchdown on it. He had another target for like a 20-yard screen that got called back for like an eligible downfield. Like He's he a 27% target per route run. He has a 10% target share. He has only run 30% of the routes. That should be impossible. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. I, I, I'm very bullish on him. I mean, he's he has the same role as Michael Carter. Like, they're both, they're both doing both things. So... I mean, if Carter were to go down, I think Hall would. Well, I guess part of it too is 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 Wilson going to tank this offense once he gets back? Because I think Zach Wilson might be hard. It might be bad for the running backs. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. thing is, is based on like all the rhetoric with from the coaches too, where they're like, we need to make sure Zach Wilson's both body and mind are right before he comes back. I honestly think if he looks like dog shit, right, they'll just they'll just pull him right and just start playing Flacco again. Like, I don't think they're going to, like, commit to Zach Wilson for a super long time if he's playing, like, dog shit. I don't know that they would. They'll try to, like, make it seem like it's injury-related for as long as they can get away with it. But I don't think they want to straight-up bench Zach Wilson, who they spent the number two over pick on, for Joe Flacco. I think that's going to create some real storylines they don't want to deal with. Yeah. Has Flacco been good? Not really. I don't think he's been good enough for that anyway. You know, he's been good enough for our Garrett Wilson shares. Yeah, he's been <laughs> that, great for fantasy. That's good. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but he hasn't been bad. I think he ranks at like around twentieth in EPA per play or something like that. Uh, we got the stat chasing boys joining us tonight. Dricko and Sam wanted to have them on because we had a pretty fun sweat. And also to make sure you guys are watching stat chasing last week, it came out a little later this week. It was out, uh, for YouTube members last night for everyone else this morning. So, uh, Dricko and Sam, you guys have been doing a great job. Welcome to the flagship show. <laughs> <laughs> It's good to be called up to the, the band, like you're bigging us up, and then just straight up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He just big time him at the end. That's right, exactly. Uh, no, and I saw uh, Essential wanted us to talk about this sweat that we had across two teams. Let's first talk about the stat chasing team. You got, I went to bed, so someone else set up the sweat <laughs> that was going on while I was sleeping. Yeah, well, I can. Go yeah, ahead, Sam, uh, you, you go ahead. Okay. 
Yeah, I think so. We were down 80 going into Monday night, and we had Hertz, AJ Brown, uh, Jake Elliott, and Stephon Diggs. And I think we were going against a team that still had Tyler Bass. Um, so it's set up for an awesome sweat. I mean, Diggs went absolutely nuclear, got us 40 points. And at the same time, Hertz put up like, I don't know, 30 points in the first half of that game or something close to it. So it started off like we didn't even really need to sweat the second half in the end. It, basically it was, it was almost like over by midway through the third quarter um, just because of how well Hertz and Diggs played, but it was pretty, a pretty insane comeback. I think the most play. fun thing about it was that like by the projections, we were way off, but when you have Stefan Diggs, AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts to go, they do just have that eruption like potential. That was like just one time, one time. This team is just so funny too. Looking at our RB one and RB two spots, <laughs> and how like, we put up one eighty with Penny and Gordon giving us seven point eight. True ship chasing team, right? Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, the the running backs, interesting, we get Mostert coming on, which should hopefully help. And on this team, we don't even have room to start Drake London and Garrett Wilson. Uh, so this this team is is going to be very fun here going forward. I mean, I don't even know how we're going to make these start-sit decisions. The robust RB bros were right, guys. How are we going to know, <laughs> we gonna know to start? of our top 15 wide receivers to start? Mm-hmm. We might need to trade one of these stars. <laughs> <laughs> We are set up for the bye weeks pretty well. I could see, you know, Bateman needs to get out there and run a full slate of routes, or his his starting spot is. Yeah, what what do we think about Bateman? He's our bench this week. Bateman versus London. Bateman versus London is kind of interesting, right? I don't I don't know what we do there. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be uh, pounding the table for Bateman. I think it's a I think it's pretty close. I was gonna say he's running the least amount of routes, right? Of all these guys, he's he's running the least amount of routes. It's super it's super weird. I don't know why. Uh, he's been awesome when he's out on the fields. He, he, I mean, I had no idea he was that fast. He's the second yeah. fastest ball carrier uh, in the NFL right now, you know, by NFL next gen. Uh, the only guy who's run faster than him is actually Devin Duvernay on his kickoff return for a touchdown. He's, I mean, he just, he outran that whole defense. Pretty, pretty wild. Um, yeah, Bateman looks like an absolute smash. That's super yeah. exciting. And like it can only go up from here if they increase his his usage, which seems undeniable. That's the thing. Um, I mean, at this point, it just feels like upside because he's he's eventually going to run all the routes you'd think. I mean, yeah, all of that, yes. But part of something we talked about late in draft season was that with J.K. Dobbins not looking likely to play, that they might just be really pass heavy again because they don't trust their running backs like they were last year. I do think there's a little bit of team level pass volume downside. Dobbins yeah, does yeah, eventually come back and and is healthy. I agree. Um, getting some compliments on your guys's episode of Stat Chasing Ness says elite viewing. For people who didn't catch this week's show, any, any teases? Can you maybe set up for them kind of what exactly you guys are doing? You guys have put together some really good charts as well to accompany the show. We're both too polite. Uh, so I'll go first. Um <laughs> We are looking at, I guess we're building off the work that Sam Hoppen did last year. And we're trying to uh, display it in the most actionable way possible. And um, we are, I, I guess we're, we're trying to, we're trying to chart data where it's one or two data points on, on one chart that should tell you 
a lot of what you need to know about different players and how they fit in the context of their position. And then we're also trying to work in different resurrection ADPs. Uh, we've been using the uh, Battle Royale ADPs and we've also been talking about kind of um, waiver war sort of stuff as well to just try and make it as most actionable as we can. Yeah, that's what I'm really excited about that direction that you guys are pushing it in because I do think, you know, Underdog is putting up so many good contests weekly. We And they even just launched their big dog for rest of season best ball. So there is so many other ways to apply this than just on the waiver wire and even just on DFS. Right. So it's fun to be able to project things out um, further. So I think you guys are doing great. Uh Sam, I know the one I asked you guys about this. I'm seeing some of the bids come in with Darrell Williams. We had a lot of weirdness with the James Conner practice reports. What was the TLDR on your guys' takeaway for the Darrell and Eno situation? Yeah, the quick quick answer there is, you know, in week one, Eno played all the backup snaps. Darrell Williams didn't even get into the game, so we thought that was signal that Eno was the clear uh, number two. But if you – Look at the if you look at what actually happened last week, Daryl slightly outpaced, uh, you know, in terms of expected points. Um, it basically we had a conversation about this offline. Trico mentioned it basically came down to Daryl getting a little bit more work in the red zone than you know, they're pretty close on snaps and touches, um, and targets and everything. So it looks like a pretty even 50 50 split, which is, I think, a bit of a bummer for you know, drafters for sure. Um, given what we expected after week one. Uh, but you'll see on this chart here, Daryl Daryl actually pops around like 10 expected points, sort of in the middle of that gray area. And then on this chart here, you know, comes in a bit lower, more in the, the 5 to 10 expected point range. Um, so, yeah, a, a little bit of a bummer on, you know, but I still think if Connor were actually to miss time, he would still have like a, a pretty decent size role. It's still nice that he got touches in both games. But it's so frustrating that Connor got injured and and he was still so capped. Yeah, yeah. I know. Although I, I guess uh, it would have been also the biggest tease if Connor left and Eno like ran away with it, and then Connor's <laughs> back here limping <laughs> at practice and just starting again. I mean, that would have been the blue balls version. Might even be worse, honestly. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, I got some bids coming in here. Speaking well, of, before we forget, Pete, I do want to. Yeah, I do want if you could pull up the other team, the Buckeye Boomers. Oh team. yes. Because this is the boomers. other part of this sweat, right? So we, we're yeah. we have this comeback on the stat chasing team that is now going too well. This digs and, and Allen stuff. We're up against Josh Allen's and Stefan Diggs in our Buckeye Boomers team, and all we have is Tyler Bass. So we're now like rooting for Tyler Bass, who we're going against in stat chasing because we're getting too many points from Diggs. Uh, and we also on the stat chasing team still had AJ Brown and and Hertz and stuff to go. So uh, somehow we pulled out both wins. This one was like a real squeaker. We we won by like literally a point. Uh, yeah, and that's we, an insane middle that you guys got both of us. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. I'll tell you, you how it ended up being close too, right? What Melvin Gordon, the connective tissue to both teams. That's, <laughs> well, <laughs> that's another little wrinkle to this because we were deciding between Devin Singletary and Melvin Gordon, and Josh literally flipped a coin and and it landed on Singletary. So he was on Singletary for he was trusted the man's coin, but we we outvoted the coin, went with Melvin Gordon, and if we had him, we would have lost. 
And we, I said, we were looking at Leone's rankings. He had Melvin Gordon projected higher. And I said, guys, we just play Melvin Gordon and then we can blame Leone if we lose. It's like the <laughs> ultimate is, free roll. So, yeah. And we is, haven't given him any credit. No, <laughs> until, now. <laughs> until now. I mean, he has, he's got okay projections. We could say, like, you know, it's like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, we like his projections and thus we think They're we can, fine. I know better than Edwin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so let's look at some of these bid groups. If you are co-managing with us and you want to send some more of these over, feel free. This is from our Ship Chasing Yacht so, Club. What, what? Oh, you already got them. Okay. Oh, yeah. Darrell Williams, 129. Noah Brown, Whoa. 112. Whoa. Jimmy G, 43. Wow. Whoa. Dak Prescott, someone stashing him for 13. Quez, 24. And Aguilar, 29. Pretty, pretty light, all things considered here. Yeah, nothing happened there. With nothing how, happened. Uh, with how weak you guys were saying the, the waiver wire is, it's got to feel nice that uh, people are spending money. It, so it that, does feel nice, yeah. When, when, when the big fish does come up there, that hopefully everybody else has just spent just enough that you can kind of get a bargain bid on them. Um, guys, I am very giddy and excited to report that we have a blurry screenshot from the Buckeye yes. Boomers here. Yes. So we're, we're back on our bullshit wow. here. And 229 for Noah Brown. Wow. It's not blurry enough. <laughs> it's it over more blurry. It, yeah. You're I right. It's read a little. This too well. <laughs> we got uh, Rojo and Dearnest. $100 on Richard James. Yeah. If your screenshot doesn't make us feel like we did a trip to the eye doctor, then you're you're messing this up. <laughs> yeah, Richie James 103, Goff 77, Marlon Mack 59. People, uh, Gretch, you were talking uh, about Chargers defense. We picked them up here for 33. Yeah, they got a really nice schedule the next few weeks. Obviously, everything in, in FFPC's pass attempts against, and their offense is going to help that. Their defense is good. They got cut because they, you know, they played the Chiefs last week. So this is like a multi-week bid. It's 33 bucks. It's more than you normally bid on a defense. But, like, we can start them for, like, I think it's like three or four weeks or something before they have a tough matchup. And they just legit might have a top five defense. You know, like, I think that's they a do, yeah. Bid. Their defense is awesome. Good pass rush. Like, yeah. they're going to get pass, rush, pass uh, attempts against, and they're a good pass rush. That seems like a good combo. Jaguars, Texans, Browns. Broncos, Seahawks. We could probably play them against the Broncos, and then you got the Seahawks. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You can definitely play them against the Broncos. Yeah, that's like five straight games that are very playable before they're by. Three of them at home, love it. Coming uh, out of the buy, don't they have someone too? They're like a good Atlanta out of the buy. Yeah, Atlanta out of the buy. You're like, I don't. Maybe we pick up someone this week. Let's see here. Uh, we this is from our Slow Bros draft with Silas and Gormanji and Willis yes. Marlin Mack two oh six. But this wow. is we're getting closer with the blurriness. I just want to. I just want to <laughs> emphasize that. Wow, Carson Jules. went 163. That has to be a Lance owner there. Yeah, Corey do we think Marlon Mack is? Do we think he's the most likely to be the the RB two over um, Jordan Mason? Uh, I think Mason. Until, you think it's Mason? I think okay. it's probably Mason too. And he got cut from the Texans. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's never a good sign. I, I was just thinking, like, Mason's been exclusively special teams now two weeks in a row, right? So. It's but little... for players that they like, right? So like week one, sure they had they had Jeff Wilson to back up after Elijah Mitchell goes out, and they like him, and then they and they probably don't have Mason in the game plan enough. Week two, they they had TDP ready, 
But Mason, they liked in the preseason. He ran well, and they kept him over Trey Sermon. There was all that talk that like it was his, you know, it was the Trey Sermon roster spot. They kept him. Yeah. He must have done something right as a runner. It's not just special teams, right? Yeah, because a guy like him normally just makes the practice squad. He didn't really have yeah. anything. I don't think. I mean, his prospect profile wasn't very good, so Maybe I imagine they could have gotten one with Russ. Do you think he made the team for just for special teams? Maybe that's a possibility. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I missed this too. Historical anomaly says 49ers added Whoa. Kevin just to the practice squad, I assume, to replace yeah. Mac. On the on the practice squad. Yeah. Hmm. Four um, touchdowns in a playoff game with that team just a couple of years ago. I remember. He's so old. He's, he's, he's got a Martin Young, Kevin Coleman, he's 29. Jack, I do like this. So people wondering about this Ryan Tannehill for seventeen dollars. Jack says, "Guy saw Tannehill on Monday Night Football and said that's the guy you need." <laughs> I actually do think I looked at the Titans' schedule earlier this week, and it's actually pretty easy. Um, but He'll whatever. be fine. He'll be fine. Uh, Would um, how good are our deep the quarterback pool is this year? Does it strike you guys as like bad to be? Putting on high bids for any quarterback. Yes, I would thought you were saying to strike you as bad to have spent an early pick on all of your teams. On <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a couple that actually have real upside. I think I don't. I mean, the Trey Lance stuff is so disappointing, but obviously, like Lamar showed that ceiling. Kyler showed that ceiling. Josh Allen's been fine. Like they've all been really right. good. I, I have zero regrets about taking Jalen Hurts. Right. Like, Jalen I would Hurts. hope not. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he looks those guys so have. Good. Backed up the thesis of the elite quarterbacks. But I'm with you, Connor. I don't think you should be bidding very big on any quarterback. Well, and what's so fun about this stat-chasing team is it is how you want to do zero running back, where you are crushing everyone at every other position except running back, which is what this team can do with Hurts, Waller, and so, six. What, what I was going to ask a little we bit We got a big hole. <laughs> we had a fun draft because uh, we were all in Vegas, and Sam was not. And Sam, you wanted to take a few more running backs. I mean, look at how deep and strong our receivers are. Is there any part of you that says, I wish they would listen to me and taken another running back? <laughs> but which which receiver would we be? Yeah. I mean, I think Drake I, London. I, I, this is why I want to ask Sam. I'm curious, I'm curious how Sam feels about this, honestly. Yeah, so I think the big argument that we had where it was, it was basically one before. I wanted Pollard in the seventh, and you guys wanted London, which was at the time our wide receiver five. Um it's, it's tough, right? Because, like, obviously in a vacuum, I'd rather have London than Pollard. That's such an easy answer. Like, his ADP should be way higher. But on this team, like, knowing that we also hit on Burks and Wilson, I'm not sure I wouldn't still rather have have Pollard just for the upside case. but Sam, we got to radicalize you a little more. We got to radicalize Sam, we to, didn't know we were going to gonna hit on Wilson and Burks. We needed three shots. And we I, I know. I know. I'm saying, yeah. I think we might have hit three of them. <laughs> yeah, we might have gone three for three, which is the crazy. I guess. I guess the point uh, I was like trying to push you guys on, and obviously we hit amazing wide receivers. So it just looks dumb now that I'm still trying to argue this. Is that like we were gonna love the wide receiver values late with Wilson and Burks? Like I knew some of those guys would be there. So is there a two v two where we I don't know switch out London for Pollard or Ceh or I can't quite see the board here. Like, is there something like that where even though the London pick was awesome in a vacuum, but still like 
I mean, we're starting Rashad. At the end of the day, we're starting like Rashad Penny, right? But now, the two v two ended up instead of being a wide receiver running back two v two, it was just we're going to take the receivers in both spots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but like, and I think that's hard, uh, Sam, is the realistic ones. Like, I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, maybe we talk ourselves into Brees Hall over Bateman. Like, I'm just trying to think yeah. even what would have been realistic. Yeah. I mean, the best one. Honestly, if we could just like hand pick it, is to not take T. Higgins in the third and take Nick Chubb, which there's no chance we're doing that in terms of the realisticness of it. Like, we wouldn't have done that. Well, honestly, honestly, what it is is just if we take any of the other backs available instead of Rashad Penny. So we took Miles Sanders, Daryl Henderson. I think uh, I put in the chat like two. You guys were asking me what running back do you want, and I put Henderson in, like not knowing that we had five seconds left, and then you guys were like, we took Penny, and I was like. Fuck, that was a tough part. That of that. I would have strongly yeah, argued yeah. for for Henderson over Penny, but like, I mean, who who knew that uh, the Seahawks would deploy a Travis? Also, Stone Henderson's role is evaporating a little bit. I was so just going to say not, that same yeah. thing. I'm not that excited about. Not as much as Penny's role is evaporating. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> when your team Penny. can't run 50 plays in a game, like that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it doesn't matter when the raw snaps are only 48. Is that? We are gonna there. There's gonna hit a hit a point where we're gonna need to start multiple bench guys, just because injuries do happen. Like I'd be shocked if we made it through the year and we're we're still able to start now. Touch wood. If 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 we don't have spots where we need to start, London Burks Wilson. Oh yeah. By weeks think, alone, yeah. it's such a smash. I don't think mm. I've ever heard touch wood. Is that the Irish knock on wood? Yeah. 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 I'm a knock- touch grass. Knock on wood. Touch man. grass. We should start <laughs> saying things. With, I should start saying when you guys do like a good stat chasing uh, take, you're like, so the size of these bubbles here, touch grass, is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to pull up this. This is a, from our chat during the draft. Sam goes, I'm pretty strongly pro hammering two running backs here. Draco goes, Wood's gone. Uh, Christian Watson, we do only have five. Draco says, Penny for me, but good with Burks. Who's your favorite running back, Sam? Then Sam says, Gallup, we OTC. I say, we are OTC quickly. Pat goes, 30 seconds. I say, need to name a running back, otherwise Burks. And then you say, I'd take Henderson there. And then Pat goes, we went petty. <laughs> 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 uh, so, yeah, that, that, one was, uh, that one was materializing very quickly. Yeah. yeah chaos. Look at my comment. Ran out of time. I felt bad for Sam not being there with us because we were scrambling, talking to each other like, you know, Ran out of time a bit. We got the five seconds I need a name. We got that from the guy. He was like mean about it. He's like five yeah. seconds I need a name, and we're like that's like Penny. In, in fairness to him, we uh, we did the clock went down pretty low a couple times. Like oh, every yeah. time, yeah. yeah. We we were I think we were good at like doing most of the communication in the chat, but the one thing that we didn't do is we never said oh we're on the clock or we're about yeah. to be on the yeah. clock. We never and, had Sam know. We like, just, it, it was just very yeah. obvious to us. We didn't very realize sad. that until a little later that like we should probably tell Sam that we're up now. <laughs> but yeah. all in all, very, very few regrets on this team. No. I mean, when you get right. the structure and the player selections, you know, coming together in this way, it is super, super fun. That that round eight pick though, you guys are talking about the running backs that went right after that. They would have oh. been better. I mean, Penny felt like a good fast start guy. It's God, the Seahawks well, I, are I everything so, and worse that you thought they could be as an offense. For, for as, I, I think it was 
as I was leaving Vegas, I realized because I'd been so adamant that Pete Carroll, you know, he's such a liar and I wasn't going to get got. And then I was realized like, oh, I did get got because he's lying about Kenneth Walker. And Kenneth Walker is going to be healthier than he's saying. And he's going to be back soon. And I've been taking Benny. So he's going to get me. I knew he was going to get me. And then sure but, enough, he did. I mean, even setting that aside, even if Walker wasn't back this week, because it's not like Walker did a ton. The fact that they are still a sub-50 play team. And I mean, they were at like 56 per game last year and massively lower than any other team. These first two games have been sub-50. They were at 49 and 47. And they have Geno Smith at quarterback now. Because like at least when you had Russell Wilson and you're playing that way, there's a potential for like big efficiency or whatever. Like that's just the worst. Like They're they're on par with the Bears. There's just like two offenses that are that bad. What's so frustrating about it is like, I mean, you know, this doesn't help them as an NFL football team, but like the Panthers have been a terrible offense for years, but they've been getting the ball out quickly to a running back, right? They're getting the ball out quickly. The Seahawks are getting it out super quickly. Juno Smith has this super low ADOT. Uh, After week one, I think he was the lowest in the league. I'm sure it's still crazy low. It's all RPO stuff. He's targeting DK Metcalf like over the middle of the field, very shallowly. Just Fucking target a running back so we can actually use the points, please. It's just a disaster. The problem is if they did target a running back, it would be Travis Homer. It would be Travis Homer. <laughs> I'm okay with that. If it, if it needs to be Travis Homer, that's fine. They spent a first and second round pick in the real NFL draft on running backs in, what, the past four years? And they have Travis yep. Homer leading the team with a 45% snap share. Just a great, great roster construction from Seattle. Well, Penny's not even on his rookie deal anymore. They got – they. I guess those those games at the end of last year was the, all they got from him on his rookie deal. But yeah. guys, this is an incredible zero RB team. It's an awesome it really team. Is. Even without Penny being good, like we just have to find some answers at running back because everything else is like coming into shape. But yeah, I mean, we did get Tyler Algier. We did. Oh, we did. Yeah, we did put oh, a bid in on him. Sweet, nice. We're starting him. <laughs> <laughs> Dude's got a role. Oh, we're playing him. Right. We got Mostert here, man. We're starting. Yeah, Mostert. Mostert. Melvin Gordon isn't isn't yeah. hateful. Yeah, all right. Mostert, Melvin Gordon's fine. Sure. That yeah. uh, that does feel nice that you that you have guys that are like borderline startable, and then we can just kind of turn out bench spots to just take a lot of ridiculous like it wasn't as, as dire as Sean starting uh, Ty Chandler week one in one of his beta bets. Did I <laughs> yeah. hear him tell that story? Yeah, <laughs> and then he started – I don't know. He started, started Malcolm got, Brown a couple years ago. In, he got in three points out of the RB2 spot in his next week. And so he has three points total out of his RB2 spot, and that team's in the top 200 overall. <laughs> wow. wow. God. Yeah, for all the times we've said you don't have to worry about your RB2 slot, that team is uh, that's a pretty good performative art. Yeah, one of the Sam, one thing I did want to say is we're we're kind of recounting this whole thing. I was saying to somebody, one of you guys probably, while we're still in Vegas after we got done and we're looking at the team, I was like, it's actually really glad that Sam's kind of pushing us towards running backs because we wound up getting really nice ADP values on Burks and Wilson. And so the way the team came together at like all of us kind of, you know, pushing and and pulling for different things, we wound up with enough running back firepower. I mean, not even, not, not enough, but like more than we probably would have if it, if it was like, we were just trying to be like me, Pat and Pete were just trying to be really aggressive and uh, receiver. 
Like, to, like Penny hasn't been great, but we also got Gordon, and we have some other like yeah. Mostert. Like we wound up with a few names that are. This is better than some of my other zero RB teams. Well, in looking, what's interesting, looking at this board and just the pocket of what we would say is the sweet spot for the zero RB, you know, that round eight, nine to 11, 12, like there hasn't been a real hit there yet. Like, you know, Jeff Wilson was much later. I'm just saying like, yeah. we still have it. This story isn't over for like the, that range yeah. of players. It's not. Absolutely. The other thing I want to just mention with, with uh, Sam pushing us in the right direction is we got Jalen Hurts where we wouldn't so if you have the board people there was a major decision here where we were like mm -hmm. do we take london here or do we take hertz and we're looking at oh yeah all of these guys already having quarterbacks i really so wanted we, london there i was not happy with sam when, when he i think i was the only one who wanted uh hertz there at one yeah <laughs> i was like no we gotta take london we i think yeah i think london. we were like all london but we were also like it would really suck to have this aj brown stack get ruined we were very excited to get hertz so but we're like okay there's herbert mahomes jackson is gone and the one of the other teams doesn't have a quarterback but they have marquise brown so they'll probably go kyler murray but we heard from the guy in five that he would have taken Hertz. So if we don't take Hertz there, we're not getting him, which would be a disaster in retrospect. And then we still got London. So it just ended up being one of those things where we prioritized the stack and it and it worked out. Yeah, I thought Hertz had a better shot of coming back because the one, two, three teams all had QBs. And I thought only four and five were available to take QBs and we had Murray as a backstop. Um, but we went hurts and like you said, the five the five team. Yeah. Did you just say all this? Am what's I just interesting repeating? is yeah. um I think after Hertz and, and Murray, arguably, like that next quarterback tier of Russ, Burrow, Rogers, Brady, Lance uh, Prescott, yeah, Lance, Lance, There's all those guys are like for different reasons, look like pretty terrible. Pretty it's like yeah, that tier break right was now. very justified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's interesting. Like I, I did big tier breaks in my rankings this year. I did the big tier break after Burrow, Wilson, um, Lance. I, and I had Prescott and and Lance was definitely above, and Brady I think I had above it. And then I had this big tier break, and the other guys, Rogers and the rest of them. But that big tier break was just after the top six. I mean, that's the. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Lance gets hurt. What do we know? Like we don't know. He could have went on to have a good year, but it really like. Those other guys, like there was a clear top six, and Lance was a seven for some of us, like me. And then there was like another four, but the big tier break was after that six or seven. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this broke well, too, just in general, because we have some Hurts, we have some AJ Brown, but this was our only Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown stack the way it fell, yeah. too. So that's just super fun to be able to have that. Um, Very so, yes. Fun. New York we will definitely. Was Oh, oh sorry. Go ahead. No, no. And the other thing was that it's the only team in the main event with Diggs, T. Higgins, and AJ Brown. Which, which is, is oh that. yeah, we love Big, that. Big this was team correlation too. And this that. was after Thursday night, so we took Diggs pretty high. We also ended up taking Brown higher than he was typically going. There were some Diggs Brown teams from teams that were drafting Diggs late first and then getting Brown late third early on. We get Brown early, you know, mid second. Uh, but most of the time he was a two, three guy and Diggs is a one, two guy. And then Higgins obviously clear two, three guy basically throughout. We ended up getting him, you know, or mid third and we got a mid third. There was not a lot of digs. Plus Higgins Waller, all, right. 
Waller is going to be kind of a value there in the fourth. Guys, so. how are you going to spend your uh, share of the million? <laughs> <laughs> do we I'll do Intrico get uh, part of the payout, or is it just like a pizza party type deal? <laughs> well, yeah. it's going to be a good pizza party. Yeah. <laughs> good topics. question. Let's, yeah. let's discuss. <laughs> hey, at least give us a cruise, right? <laughs> the ship yeah, we'll cruise is happening. Um, yeah, yeah, and we we're like, going to try to do a little bit more uh, this year, kind of spotlighting the team. So obviously super stoked to get uh, Dricko and Sam, our other co-managers. If you guys have interest in popping on, uh, we kind of want to to roll through and, and highlight some of these teams throughout the year. And you guys definitely need to be watching Stat Chasing. I personally recommend the YouTube version because you get all the sweet charts there, but we do also post it in audio form and if you do want to watch it live um they are recording that live and streaming it just for youtube members so we turn that to members only you guys can hang out in the chat with them they had a good crew going last night i think it's going to be you know tuesday nights around seven so if you guys want to be youtube members get access to the discord get access to those live streams all that good early access i'll plug the audio version as well um because <laughs> you guys are doing a really good job of just like having a conversation about this stuff so like i think it, the show's so good because Sam will set up the charts, kind of go through some of like the key names, and then you guys just start having a conversation about this, you know, about roles, about you know how you guys think things are going to play out, how you would be doing things in ADP. I'm not even doing any of these best ball resurrections right now, but I feel like talking through it from an ADP perspective is such a just a market based approach. It's like kind of just fits with the way I think through things. So that's been like really interesting to just sort of like help uh ground some of these findings in, in kind of like a, a market um but yeah i think it's it's very it's very conversational and easy to absorb uh even in the audio version it's funny you say that too because i've found myself when i'm like answering questions on sirius xm where i'm constantly saying you know if we redrafted today or you know framing it within a market standpoint because that's like the only way i really know how to think about this stuff one yeah. that came up i was talking that's with the Kendall. best way to do it Sorry. Where do you guys think, and I know ETR even just pushed out there like rest of season rankings or did an update. Where do you guys think Amon Ross St. Brown should go in a draft? And and you guys can tell me where he's going in resurrection, but I'm curious what you think is, is efficient right now. I think it should be an early second round efficient. Yeah. Um, I think he is. Yeah. I think he's, well, I don't want to spoil it for other people who have thoughts what the real ADP is, but I mean, he has what a 30, plus percent target share in 10 straight weeks or something insane like that. Like we don't, I mean the, the target competition argument that's out the window now, like he has other good wide receivers on the field and he's still earning that share. The lions are also passing their pass rate over expected is one of the highest yeah, in the NFL awesome. right now. And their defense still sucks. So like, how is this, how is this stopping? I, I, I don't really see it. Like, I think, I think one, two turn early second is, is where he should be going. I got asked that question on a pod today, actually, how high I would rank him. And I was going like, I feel like he's a really hard guy to value, but I love that because I was going to say top 18 myself. But you have, I think, I, I called him virtually untradeable in signals this week because I think there's the a potential for him to literally finish as a top three receiver at this point. Like we, we've already seen enough that if like he can keep this up, there's like a Cooper Cup season in him, basically. Not maybe to the same degree, but target earning wise and, and production wise, fairly close. So there's this really high ceiling. There's also a, a potential for a floor. He's a slot receiver. Like if it, it falls back, if the efficiency falls back, it's kind of hard to value him. But I was going through the receivers when I got asked this, and like I wouldn't have him with the top three. Diggs and Adams 
I think you can already make a case that you should have him in that group. And then you start going beyond that and you're going, okay, AJ Brown, I prefer AJ Brown. You know, you have T Higgins, you have Debo, you have both the Dolphins receivers, Tyreek and Waddle. I think I'm taking both of them over on the yeah. But I don't know if I'm taking T actually or Debo. Like we're we're kind of in this range where like I might take Amon Ra over T or Debo. I think I'd take him over both those guys. I think I would too. It's yeah. like that's where he like I think you can make a case you should even be up with Diggs and Adams. Like it's uh, that's it's where like, I drew the line. I said I'm yeah. still taking Adams ahead of For him. For sure. Yeah. I mean Adams um, is Adams, you know. And there's only and so as far as what Sam's saying early second, there's there's only a few running backs as well. You got Taylor, McCaffrey, Eckler. Barkley, I mean, I don't even know if Eckler, but Barkley, Swift, but there's not a lot more. You have, you know, Kelsey and Andrews, I think for sure, but like that's it. Who else are you taking over? Him? And any right now, he's gone just behind that uh, Debo at 18. Okay, probably should be. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair though. And that's, yeah, that, yeah, that's that, not seems, crazy. that seems fair. Once you list out the names, that maybe would be something in that range. Um, but yeah, that's that's I love close to right. I think I take There's a narrative people. here, uh, Jason pointing out that yeah. uh, you know he's got five games left against wide receivers that are drafted ahead of him. <laughs> yeah, did you see the Diami quote? Yeah, I did. Dude, Liam put it in uh, the ship chasing Discord. What was it? Uh, yeah, I'll pull, pull it up. up here, but you could you could start setting it up. You know how he has like his you know he recounts everyone who was drafted ahead of him, yeah. but yeah. he took it a step further. Uh, with with Washington here. I have linking to it in the newsletter tomorrow. Okay, let me, I pulled it up here. One second. This quote is good. just like batshit crazy. Go for, read it, Pat. Oh, no, no. I, I have a different one. Oh, okay. Go for that. All right, he goes, uh, the draft, it is what it is. Even the commanders, they got a guy before me over there. I believe his name is Diami Brown. I don't know how many catches he had. You guys can probably tell me that or how many yards he had. I don't forget things like that. I see him across the sideline <laughs> from where I'm standing during the game, and I'm going to give every team hell. You were honestly watching Diami, goes the reporter. I didn't see him in the game much. <laughs> oh my god like, how savage is that this guy's and, and what unsaid is that he he must have a list of every receiver drafted ahead. yeah like okay oh, but is this healthy receiver. can we talk about how healthy this is i don't like i don't need him to be fully healthy in order to put up a <laughs> yeah. cooper yeah. cup season man I mean, he's steve buscemi from billy madison yeah. right now crossing yeah. he's got to do lipstick like Get that 30% target share, dude. Dude, I like how he was almost setting the reporter up for this punchline. Or he's like, you were honestly watching him. I didn't see him in the game, but he got him. <laughs> Goodness. Um, all right, dudes. Well, it was super good catching up with you guys. I'm super excited to track the stat chasing team throughout the year. Like we said, you guys need to be checking them out. Um, Pat, Gretch, anything else uh, on your guys' radar before we get out of here? I'll plug uh, Ben Stealing Signals, which if you don't know, 2K. You, can, you can listen to via the Substack app, which I'm very much an audio listener type of person. And there's it's like an automated thing, but it's like actually pretty good. Like it sounds like a human, not like a, a robot. It's, it's <laughs> very solid if you're, a, if you're an audio listener like me. Check it out. Cool. And also congrats to Gratch on hitting 2K subscribers on Substack. Awesome, awesome uh, milestone there, Ben. Thank you. That was cool. Yeah, I mean, 
not something I expected. I remember when I started that, my goal was like to get 400 or 500 paid subscribers. That was like my, my main goal. So, uh, very cool. Very cool to get the, the support on that. Um, plugs, that, stealing bananas, same old stuff for me. For sure. Um, yep, I will be back on my channel tomorrow with Lulz, with Brian, SiriusXM, 11 to 1. Still waiting for my first troll caller from one of you ship chasers. Uh, I'm waiting for that. What, Greg? Stealing, stealing lines. <laughs> I forgot to plug. But Dalton is crushing his stealing lines already. If you guys yeah. want to get the better game, Come, come hop in stealing lines. I just got set up in the Discord today because I, I had an inkling on uh, the Giants-Titans game. I wanted to see where you guys were at on that. Yep. Uh, I'm waiting for you guys to to release the Kyle Pitts over. Do it, you cowards. Do oh, it. it's definitely happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Check out Stat Chasing. Hop in the Discord. Check out Stealing Signals, Stealing Lines, Pat's Walkthrough, all that good stuff. We'll see you next week. Peace.